Welcome to the Vale Podcast, in bed with Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone. New name, same people, more stuff. Oh, it's probably not a new name. Now, they've been Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone for a while. How are you, Fred Tassoni? I'm very well, Jade. How are you? Splendid. Just and, uh, splendid. Congratulations on behalf of, um, well, I can only speak for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Deputy V. Ah, oh, thanks. And yeah. top of the polls. Yeah. Very it was, good. Uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, you're a shoo-in. Well, you never know though, do you? You don't. You never know. No. no. But anyway, yeah. So um, thankfully now with mostly the same counsel and now Stewie coming in, he's actually an engineer by trade, which is very, very handy. Mm-hmm. I think, well, it, I think it will be handy, but there's a fair bit of work to be done. Actually, one of my first... Um, one of my first notices of motion for the next meeting, I think, will be to develop an A double grid network for this area. Right. Because it's come to my attention that we can't get A double trucks down some of our roads. We can't get permits for that. Are you yeah. aware of that? No. No. Uh, no. Well, the spud farmers and the carrot farmers, I'm sure, are. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, no, a bit of work to well. be done. Yeah, well, we'll see how we go. Yeah. But anyway, we haven't had a uh, we haven't had a growers update for a while, but yeah. we've got a few things to chat about. Yeah, uh, I, reckon, I reckon people were getting a bit bored with growers updates last year, so it was a good call just pulling away a little. Well, yeah, but that's that's the area. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, anyway, we got, we are going to have a chat to uh, Peter, who is the I don't know whether he's the editor or the deputy editor at the Guardian in Swan Hill. Okay, not the Sunny Daily. <laughs> <laughs> you were actually one I was of the. A bit worried there. Yeah. <laughs> no. I was like, what can I say? What can I say? No, no, no. no. <laughs> well, I did get a few messages on Saturday about the front page. And one came from you <laughs> saying, oh, things are back to normal. Yeah. Well, look, hello to the Sunraysia Daily editors out mm. there because they're, um, you know, they're keen listeners to the, to the podcast. And really, yeah, we're back to, it's COVID normal, people. Like, it's back to Romvale bashing. So, yeah, feel good about that. We're sort of. Back to normal. Yeah, although the one about the pub, I I I didn't um, I didn't mind because it was all true. Yeah. Um. So I just I just it's always the same two stories, which yeah. is and there's so many good things going on in Robinvale at the moment. Like I was having a conversation with another grower on Monday. Yep. You know, <laughs> yep. my phone was ringing off the hook on Monday, and that's fine. But um, we've got some of the most innovative growers in the country in this area. Let's report on that. They're not interested, Jade. Like, let's. There's a little bit to unpack there. So, mm. two aspects. Um, I'd like to congratulate the Sunraysia Daily because fantastic job. You got what you wanted. I haven't bought a Sunraysia Daily for like six months, and fear sells. And you've done the and you've done it to a T. So you're banging on about things that um, are, is old news. Mm. And I suppose for me, I dissect comments because I've been on the receiving end of um, media that's manipulated comments of mine. Mm. So I suppose most people should appreciate that when they look at comments, um, particularly on Monday I had a look at – or Sunday I had a look at the comments yourself and and Ben, and it probably wasn't the comments that were in um, quotation marks that Mm. were damaging. It Mm. was what was added to it. So, you know, there was a couple really – real misconceptions. So talking to businesses, I'm a business – uh, I'm, I, I run a business here as well as a table grape grower. So I talked to in the last few days. I've talked to growers and businesses. There's literally nobody around. Mm. So when you talk about, 
you know, houses with shoes around them. Yeah, that happens. Mm. Like I literally clean out shoes that are sitting there from people that have left years ago. One thing I'll also say to you is there's nobody around. Growers are battling to fill positions here Mm. and it's really tough. So the answer, like I've talked to multiple growers and contractors that actually own houses and have accommodation in town. The plain facts of the matter are there is empty houses in town. Are they available for rent? To no, families because, and no, they're not, and that's this is the unfortunate thing because there will be an influx of workers mm. at the moment. We've got a dynamic where COVID's put pressure on outgoing backpackers, mm. and there's no incoming. Mm. So there's been a, a you know a, a negative differential, I suppose, mm. of workers. So there is going to be an influx of workers coming when the season starts, mm. and. Like workers won't come to Robinvale for two reasons. Uh, you know, the guy I work with in que- uh, from he's got people in Queensland. He says he's got heaps of people, and they will not come here because two reasons: they've been scared of the border restrictions mm. and the and the and the perception that Victoria is un- not safe with COVID. Yeah, which we can thank. We um, are now. Well, we can we can thank our <laughs> state government for the perception that Northwest Victoria is unsafe. But but then they're not going to come here for two weeks of work when they can find say, cherries that run for six or seven weeks. Mm. So there will be an influx of workers. So people are actively keeping, like I've heard multiple people that have said, you know, we've got to keep that available or else our workers won't have places to stay. Mm. Um, It's just unfortunate when you hear the same crap over and over again and – Fantastic job, guys. You mm. sold papers. I hope it I hope it worked for you. But look, one thing I will say is that I I really think that most people are waking up to the fact that uh as a medium, uh well, let's talk about mainstream media, I suppose. Mm. As a medium, print media is on the crevice of a cliff right now. Mm. So it's a battle for relevance and you know, fluffy stories about all the fantastic things are not going to sell. Yeah. You're seeing it on the Channel 9 News and 7 News. And so everything's been sensationalised and it's there to capture a market. Mm. And if they don't capture a market, they're, they're totally irrelevant. So, yeah, I can see, I can, you know, for people that actually think about headlines and where they come from, they're waking up to that. So, and I can see it's going to be a generational thing where we're truly mediums like, Print media, mm. for that matter, commercial TV stations are going to truly fall off a cliff. And for all you guys listening, just look at your kids under the age of 30 and look at the way they consume media. Yeah. It is not from print media. It is not from the Channel 9 news at night time. Everything's sensationalised to capture them guys. Mm. The only people it's, it's capturing is guys that are used to it and they're generally over 30, 40 years old. Yeah, and it's clickbait as well. Yeah. You know, headlines like that, and you see it all the time, you know, big old headlines with photos. And I really do feel for Ben Rogers though. Yeah. Um, he was, I, I think they came to speak to to Ben about a post-COVID business and how how Robinvale's coping through COVID and, and the way businesses have pivoted and businesses in Robinvale have. Yep. They've done so well. Like, you know, Loft has persevered and got through. The Jacks, same thing. They've got a new burger bar out the side now and, you know, having functions on the law. So the businesses in Robinvale have done 
an amazing thing. The golf club as well, their gaming is now open. So they've got that revenue stream back before. And it was getting to dire straits for the golf club. Hopefully the motel will be open soon, but that's a whole other issue. Um, So Ben, I think, was under the impression that it was going to be a positive story. And then it's his photo with Mm. that headline. Of course people are going to click on it. So it's not only the traditional print going to buy the paper and things, it's the subscription to – because you couldn't read that story unless you subscribe. And I was the same. I hadn't bought a Sunny Daily for months, but I went and got it just so I could read the stories in it because I knew Matt had spoken to me, obviously. He'd called me and, you know, we had – a couple of really good chats, and Matt is um, the writer. is a good bloke from yeah. what I could from what I could tell. So it's you know, a, it's and a I, fight for survival. Though. It is. It really is. Yes, yeah. it is. And I mean, it, that sounds sensationalised in itself, and I hope it doesn't. But it's it, they, it's fact. It's fact. It's fact. It's fact. Yeah, and it, it is. It's one of those things. And I was saying to you earlier that you know there was a reason I got out of radio and into digital while I was overseas. You know, you could see if you sort of look, and I'm one of those those generational thinkers. I think generationally, you look into the into the future, and my kids don't even know what a radio is. Mm. You know, so you could see it dying a slow, painful death. Um, hopefully, it doesn't, because I'm a radio head. I'll always be a radio head, and I love radio, and that's fine. But you're right. The way that you that people now consume media in the next generation, the the wise, the millennials, and so on, is so so different. So now they are sort of moving to getting clicks and getting traffic to their website and having people spend time on their website with their brand. And the unfortunate thing is that um, I think media that is owned by conglomerates certainly have a narrative. It's almost like they have to toe the party line. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. But the party's irrelevant also. Oh, yeah. I hear hear an argument at the moment about Murdoch media, but, Mm. like, you know, I was reading something on Twitter today that pretty much nails it, like, the way people consuming media, Murdoch media is almost irrelevant. Mm. Like it's it's relevant to above fifties, you know, for people that consume print media and 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 all that sort of stuff. But that's going to fall off a cliff. Mm. So rest assured, if people are worried about Murdoch media and and you know uh, even commercial based media, mm. it's going to fall off a cliff anyway. Yeah. What we're looking at now is social media is even evolving. So for anyone that's late to the social media thing, <laughs> it's going to change and it's changing right now. So yeah. if you know that is evolving right now because you're seeing, um, you know, powerful companies um, having power to dictate what people see, and mm. you know, you know. <laughs> You know, people paid big money to develop algorithms that uh, point people into the direction of the way they, the way they look at things, so, or the way know. they're comfortable with. And that's the thing: people go to, they trust different media sources that they're comfortable with. Yeah. So whatever they're they're comfortable in the way that they think, whatever their views are, mm. they'll gravitate toward whether it's Sky News, the ABC, you know, Nine, yep. Murdoch, yep. whatever. Um, and we're, we're coming from a time, like, I suppose, like, you know, we're not old. No, we're not old. But we're, coming from, <laughs> we're coming from a time where you just trusted what the, the six o'clock news said to you. Yeah. So, like, for the untrained eye these days, social media is 100% truthful. But mm. based on what you search, you're being fed. It's a, it's a, it's a self-perpetuating sort oh, of um, absolutely. Thing. So if you start searching, like, 
you know. Doomsday prepping. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. you're going to all of a sudden, you know, you're going to get every crazy that's doomsday that's prepping. That's right. And it's going to look totally relevant to the way the picture of the world seems. That's right. And uh, everything's really there to the trick these days is to identify that we're all, it's, it's very intentional. To me, I mean, I'm not imposing this on anybody, but my view is that I, I try to always seek the centre opinion, mm-hmm. look at both sides, yep. and it's really hard. And it, the media these days is really here to drive a wedge between, say, even me and you, yeah. Jade. Yeah, yeah. And this is a trouble. Like we're all being um, guilty through COVID of sort of reverting to, uh, but you don't believe in COVID and I do, and mm. it's like, how dare you not mm. wear a mask and, and yeah. not wearing a mask and, you know, you're going to kill my bloody parents. And yeah. The, you know, on the verge, you know, it's like everything's so divisive mm. and I just think that everyone's taking the bait. Not everybody. Some people are really mm. looking at it that way, but it's very easy these days to take the bait. It is, but it, we've also got to encourage our kids yep. and our friends, our peers, our colleagues to think for themselves and to have that objective point of view, don't believe just one source. And if you if you have an issue that is of interest or that is a passion of yours, seek multiple opinions from different streams, whether that is mainstream media or independent media, which try to be, we're independent, you know, we try to have both sides. Um, and there's nothing quite like I'm a massive fan of conversation and respectful conversation. So I'm happy to have objective objective conversations with people that have all different points of view and take some of that on board. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's if you can listen to someone and that's the art of conversation as well. If you sit here and listen to someone that's got a different point of view than you might have and you can take something from that or at least empathize with that person then you're going to at least learn more and be have a broader perspective of the world that we live in. And I think that's really important. That's what we've got to bring about in our kids. And that's where and that that's sort of the um the position that I take with most things, with most, you know, in roles of leadership and whatever, have a bit of empathy can for te- everybody. Can you teach that though? I I really yeah. don't I'm not sure. I don't think well you're not born with it. No, I, like I look at the dynamics of my kids and, you know, I've got a kid that was spat out empathetic, like literally yeah. like the minute he was born, he was, you could see he was a yeah. very, that nature. Yes. And then I've got another child that uh, <laughs> is a sociopath. If looks could kill, <laughs> like, it, you know, she'd be. <laughs> well, I think, <laughs> yeah, but I think that obviously that there's personality that come into that, yeah. but I think they will, you know, your kids take on, certain aspects of what you teach them. Well, that doesn't mean that they're not fantastic human No, beings. that's right, yeah. Like it's just their nature. So I'm of the opinion that you can't change the way people are and I think this is where the crux of the argument is. I think we're all guilty of trying to impose, trying to correct people and trying mm. to impose. Like we're all battling just to get our own, can I say shit? Yeah. Shit together, <laughs> you know, and it's hard enough. So the trick... I think the, the the trap that people have been falling into is, you know, if you like pink tutus and I like purple ones and mm. I, I'm going to convince you otherwise, like, yeah. who cares? Like, if you like it, yeah. if you think that way, like, it, really, the people under your own roof are your priority. Yeah, and that that's exactly my point. If you like pink tutus and I like purple tutus, great. Yeah. Fantastic. So long as we can agree to disagree yeah. and 
meet halfway if an issue was to come of it. Yeah. I think that's – and it is that trying to find the centre, yep. which can be – and you know what? Also, limiting media consumption is really important these days, as hard as it might be. That's – this is a generational thing also, mm. Jade, because I've had plenty of conversations with, with people under 30 and it's actually easier for people under the age – like I've talked to plenty of people that are mid-20s and, and like – you know, under 20, and they're like, no, nah, just don't watch it. Yeah. Just don't. I've got no – like I was talking to someone like only a month ago and they're like about the restrictions in Victoria and it's like well, I don't even know what's going on. Yeah. So we come from a generation where we all sat around the lounge. Yes. And my job or your job was to get up and change the channel. Yeah. So we had to listen to that message. Yes. So we, uh, we have been grown up not having an option mm. but to listen mm. to the message that's presented. Yeah. The generation these days have that ability to switch off mm. and back to, you know, mainstream media and, and this is what's going to make mainstream media and print media fall off a cliff because they're going to hit a generation that has the choice, has, you know, uh, does have um, the tools to actually just switch off yeah. to that medium. Yeah, and that's what we were taught when I was working for DMG, which is Daily Mail Group, which is owned by you know who, well, was they're not anymore. Um, but we that was sort of one of the first things we were trained on is that any anyone from Gen Y now has no loyalty to mm. any any media source and they will switch it off. If you're not yep. engaging them and it's all about engagement, which is where those sensational headlines come from because a sensational headline will engage the reader, the listener, the scroller yep. and that's what they're because, – because you're absolutely right. They have no loyalty to a single medium and they will just switch it off. And I think that's um, – you know, our generation is – the only one in history that grew up with landline telephones with the old rotary dial and did you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah, I did. And the push button one. You know, you used to be able to prank call the operator yeah. and and hang up on them because yeah. the Simpsons were around, so it was cool to prank yeah. call. But you know, but then we're also we've gone from that and seen the complete evolution of the internet and the yeah. digital age. Yep. So our kids now are born, I think, with that in this environment where they know when enough's enough. We just have to encourage them to think for themselves. Yep. Um, and if they ask questions, give them – don't force – if you've got strong opinions, give them both sides of the story so they can form their own. And I think that's important with everything. And, you know, you don't want to bring up – politics and religion at any dinner party or in any <laughs> chat. But I think it's important with with all of those topics, give them the information, give them facts and let them decide. Yes. One thing I suppose that has really been fleshed out through the COVID thing is though, and this is going to move to congratulating um, Luke and yourself on the outcome of 42K mm. for 42K because I reckon I've had this conversation with you, Jade. You guys started the, that as a concept before COVID, mm, I think. Yeah. And I reckon <laughs> you guys would never have envisaged the importance of that as a concept because mm. when you go to – when you actually look at people, it's a really good coping mechanism. You know, I'm not one to stick my head up your ass. It's just me mm. but and, and not listen to a message. But I'm finding that – I've had more conversations about mental illness yep. and picking up on – so that's the fantastic part. Mm. The the not-so-fantastic part is the people this year that we've lost. Yeah. Mm. And 
But the best part of – there's no good part about that. The trouble is that we've had some really good conversations mm. around that, which yeah. I reckon even two years ago we wouldn't have had. So there's some people that their coping mechanism is to switch off yeah. and and they have to switch off. Mm-hmm. They're not capable of everything that's coming at them. Mm. And that is where I've really been disappointed with the tone of, well, I'll just say – policies mm. and I won't say where they're coming from but it's almost like they're putting the cart before the horse so I mean you know I'm not religious based mm. um, I'm, I'm, I'm religious based I'm a Catholic but mm. like unfortunately I don't have time to attend church <laughs> one thing that's really bothered me and it's a worldwide thing is that the first thing that's stripped away in these lockdowns is faith mm. based mm. so you can go to a footy game in you know, South Australia, Stadium. yeah, yeah. You know, the best example is you know um, tonight, like in Queensland. You know, they can pack out that stadium to yeah. forty thousand, but they can still only have a certain amount in faith base. So you look at yeah. faith, you look at exercise, and these are all pivotal things for people's basic mental health. Yeah, and it's being stripped away. Mm. So. There's no money that can actually give back that to people. And I just think that, you know, this is a conversation I had with uh, Ann Webster uh, about a month ago and I said, what the hell did we do before government was – we'd been over-governed. Like, mm. oh, God forbid, how the hell did we um, survive? How did I survive to be 45 years old mm. for the 44 years prior to this where the government wasn't micromanaging my safety? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, you know, so going back to, you know, faith and exercise and people know what it takes. Um, You know, I've I've banged on about it. Like my my father in particular is immune deficient, Mm. been immune deficient for most probably 15, oh, probably 10 10 years plus Mm. and gets tested. So a decent pneumonia is going to die. Kill him. Yeah. And we know that. Yep. And we've known that for the last few years. Mm. Um, I can sit here and safely say that through this whole COVID lockdown, have we done things to a T the way the government has told us to? No, because for Christ's sakes, I'm not missing out on things yep. like that. Mm. I'll be I'll be damned if I'm going to miss out on seeing my parents in a safe way mm. that I see fit, mm. you know, we know what we're doing with my father. My father wouldn't be here for the last 10 years. Like I've literally started writing his eulogy three times in the last 10 years. Mm. So we we know what we're doing with my parents. Mm. I know, you know, people know what it's like to live with immune deficiencies. Mm. Um, COVID hasn't changed that. It's just made people just absolutely lose their shit yeah. as far as the insecurities mm. around you know, I don't think Sizzler's going to be a thing anymore. I mean, the buffet, the buffet <laughs> yeah, meals, done. you know, people just. Which is a shame. I love a good uh, Chinese buffet. Well, what's wrong with it? I mean, you know, there's a generation that grew up, you know, drinking water out of a frigging hose. My kid, you know Christ what? My sakes. kids still do that. And this is, you're right in what you say. How on earth did we survive the last 40 years? You know, riding bikes with no helmets, drinking water, that's untreated. I saw a sign, I was away, Luke and I went down to um, Great Ocean Road after the 42K thing just to switch off. Went to Cape Otway um, and I saw a sign there that said, untreated water, do not drink. And I went, 
Who's that sign for? Mate, we drink we, we drink unwater, yeah. untreated water out of the river. Yep. Um, but it, that was actually quite interesting in that, you know, I, I think it's the most important thing out of this. Yes, the lockdowns are important to a degree, probably not so much up here. No. But what is more important is being able to live. And you would see it like if you've got – and friends of mine who've got elderly parents who have been locked away now for nine months – they have visibly watched them go downhill, yep. you know, from being active in their community, active in the senior citizens, going to livestock auctions and things like that. All of this has stopped going to church. They can't go to that anymore because that's their social outlet and that's that's what helps their mental health, connecting with people face-to-face. And if you can't do that, what have you got? No. Nothing. Well, well Romvale Catholic Church has been social distancing on a Sunday for the last 25 years. Mm. So that is <laughs> that is a concept, you know. I mean, they, if they wanted to write a policy, they'd just come down and yeah. say, you know. So, I mean, there's a room that literally can hold 500 people and yeah. on a Sunday there's 30. Yeah. They know. get a few on Saturday nights though, don't they? They do. And, yeah. and the point is, like, my mum's really missed that. Yeah. And, like, I've never seen her on the phone as much mm. in my life as what I have now because, you know, Saturday, uh, Sunday church is where – she sees her sisters, she sees other people, yep. you know, they're elderly, they connect. Yep. And they've lost that. Like, yeah. It's, it's but that's so important, especially for that age group. Yep. It's so important to have that connection because without it, for want of a better term, they just wither away. Yeah, they do. And it's it's heartbreaking. Yep. So anyway, let's hope that we can actually start we to get st- out of here. We and actually started now. with St. Raja Daly on yeah, we did. conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. She is. You and I should both go into government, Fred. We'd solve, we'd solve everything. Um, tell me, this harvest as a grower, yep. um, so the laundromat at the moment, quiet? Yeah, there's no pretty, one quiet, pretty yeah. quiet. I reckon I've gotten a, a stronger, like with the developments that I've done, I've probably gained more of a local township following. With the card? Yeah, it just it yeah. probably looks cleaner and it just I, – I feel that I'm getting more locals. Um, yep. I'm, you know, I'm, I've been surprised by, by a few phone calls from housewives that I've <laughs> – you know, you know why, fantastic. Fred? When I was doing massage, I'd go to the yeah. laundromat to wash my towels because I can throw them all in at once because yeah. they're so bloody big. Yeah. And yeah. I reckon if I brought – granted, I live out of town so it's not as easy, but I could do all of the kids' washing in one load instead of six on a Sunday. Yeah. So And I've got that. I've got yeah. some – I've had some people that – you know, come in with seven. Oh, it's not an advertisement. They just come in anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. But <laughs> That's anyway. pretty good. But it is quite generally. Yeah. Um, because it's quite time, isn't it? Just pre-season. Yeah. But mm. I'd, I'd, I'd feel that it's busier other years. Mm. Mm. Really? So this coming harvest, are you concerned about labour? Okay. So this coming harvest, it feels like we're getting dressed up for a formal function and we don't know if we're invited yet. So <laughs> that's what it feels like. You've got the hairdresser book yeah, and the makeup got, artist yep. and you don't know whether yep. you're going to get invited. Yeah, Pretty right. Much. Yeah. So, you know, this time of the year for, for growers, mm. but, you know, I can only speak on behalf of Table Grapes, but this is pivotal to quality mm. and, and pivotal to growing a, a spec to a market. Mm. So, you know, without – possibly without China – I was going to say, are we going to have China? Well, we don't know. And, you know, again, to draw another analogy, it just feels like um, Australia has, you know, I liken it to, you know, maybe you've had a disagreement with Luke 
on an occasion and you've uh, no. and you thought that you know you've you've been out of it that you're right and mm. um no he did know, I'm always right he just yeah. nods and smiles and go whatever so you're seeking a bit of a you know apology for that yeah and, yeah um, until it comes like you know things don't sort of change so yeah. I, I just feel that there's probably been some it's not about being um, weak as a trading partner it's mm. more about being respectful. And firm, um, I think there's probably some comments from our government earlier in the year that's actually put China's nose out of joint. Mm. And it's easy for people to say, oh, you go and find another trading partner. No, we can't. We can't. It's it, it's We have grown as an industry, not just here, mm. but the export um, export industries in Australia, doesn't matter, cross industry, mm have actually geared themselves for every market in the world. Mm. So for a key market to be dislodged, and last year we actually had all key markets dislodged. So we're staring down the barrel of pressure, not only from China, but from Indonesia as a market. So we're going to have two of our biggest markets um, that are on shaky ground. Mm. And, you know, it's – we're feeling pretty vulnerable, I suppose, mm. but we're not the only ones. I mean, right now, cherries are in the gun. Yep. Um, they're feeling the pressure right now. So I'm hoping that, you know, it's not about kissing serious ass. It's about identifying, well, maybe some of the comments that we made were in were, um, were a bit hasty. Mm. And, and it's about respectful conversation between two parties because it's obvious we need China mm. and it's pretty obvious that they need us. Do you think that... In itself, that comment, we need China, is concerning. That to me, and I'll tell you why I asked that question, that to me is how I suppose they're perceived to be taking over the world, in inverted commas, is becoming making themselves reliant on every other major market in the world. So do you think, you know, yes, you could say go and find another market, but without air freight and how good would it be to have air freight out of Mildura to be able to fly it to the Middle East or Sri Lanka or all of these other major markets that we could have had we do, if we had that option, uh, which we don't. Um, do you think that's a bit of a concern? It's definitely a concern, but it's like we've put the cart before the horse here. Mm. Like everyone's grown their businesses to service the world. Yeah. I mean, you know, nuts have grown to a capacity where they're servicing the world. Mm. So you can't unscramble an egg. No. You know, and and we're all talking about livelihoods. I mean, we're talking about the relevance of media. I mean, you know, that's that's putting bread on people's tables. Yeah, so yeah. you can't just walk into the editor of Sunraysia Daily and say, "Look, you know what? Shut it down because you're totally irrelevant." Mm. And, and by the way, your family's going to go down because you're irrelevant. Yeah, that's I mean, right. You know, we've got people putting bread on the table mm. through these industries, and we've, you know, we really can't unscramble an egg. So. Um, when you talk about other finding other markets, you know, we've got places like India with a billion people. Mm. The facts of the matter are their cold chain is really crap. So, yep. you know, stuff like apples that survive in markets with no cold chain um, distribution mm. work really well. A mm. bunch of grapes, probably no. not. Couple that with the fact that the guys just don't pay. Which is pretty handy because you know generally you like to get paid for you. Yeah, well, that's exactly right, and that well, that's the other issue, isn't it? Yeah. You know, getting so, paid. You know, it's just it's about respectful trade, mm. I think, and um, there's probably a bigger story to that. 
If you're a Vale VIP, a very important patron, you can hear the rest of our conversation and the full conversation with Donnie in your Patreon feed now. If you're not, you can sign up for exclusive and sometimes early content on our Patreon page, which is patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash The Vale Podcast. And you can do that from as little as $5 US per month. It helps us to keep this podcast going and cover the costs of website and hosting costs, equipment and Donnie's appearance fees. We'll speak to him next. You know where Santa shops, right? Do you know where he shops for kids like me? At Ronvale Appliances and Furniture Zone. They've got loads and loads and loads of cool toys, like scooters and bikes for my little brother. He's got a place for lady called his Nino. I've also got things for my big brother, things for my big sister, like science experiments, crafty things, and water toys. There's even presents for my dad, really big TVs. And sings for my mum. I'd know what they do. But that's what she tells Dad she wants. You should shop where Santa shops. Because that's where the cool things are. At Romvale Appliances and Furniture Zone. Oh, we've got a sp- very special guest now. <coughs> mm. SEN's own Donny Felvo. <laughs> Yeah, I'm only here because Charlie can't be. So I know where I stand in the pecking order. So. Oh, d- you know what? Because you're never around, Donnie. Is Every it? time. Yeah, I know. Well, that's what, that's what I mean. It? You know, this is a love job. Today at uh, 39 degrees, where else would you rather be? Well, that's exactly right. I haven't even turned the air conditioner on at Network House yet. Mm. I'm wary about uh, electricity bills and whatever. So um, mm. how do I address you? <laughs> you can curtsy. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Now that you're sure the deputy mayor, congratulations. Well, um, is it, you know, what, how do I, it's not just Jade anymore. How, well. Yes, it is. <laughs> Although Luke and the kids are calling me deputy dog. It's <laughs> <a> good cartoon. <laughs> deputy sheriff. Yeah. yeah. No, uh, well done. It was, um, thanks. You shit at it. Yeah, that's exactly what Dad said. Tori's because he was my scrutineer. Yeah. And uh, on the Friday when they'd finished counting all of the first preference votes, they were his exact words. Did I read somewhere it was record votes or somewhere? No, I think that's the US election you're talking about. <laughs> that was all rigged anyway. <laughs> no, well, I did see an interesting well, report you what, out of Michigan. you'd do a better yesterday. job than Biden if you went over there anyway. <sighs> Biden's the, the best of a bad bunch. Yeah, no, you know what? He's just keeping the seat Warm for Kamala Harris. Yeah, for sure, hundred percent. That's Very all he's bad. doing, and yeah. she will be fantastic. Yeah. But she didn't have the profile to win an election no, 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 this time. No. But she is fantastic, and she's human. And I think that's why. And I was talking to Fred about this earlier. Um, I think people want a bit of humanity mm. now in politics, yeah. rather than that whole megalomania, ego-driven, yeah, which we've seen a lot of this year. Oh, which we've seen a lot of for the last two hundred years. But let's be honest. Look, I'm not a Daniel Andrews fan, as you know. <laughs> no, but, aren't you? Hmm. But um, I actually do agree with him at the moment because I think it's what it's, it's good that he's not what. Uh, yes, I know it's. He hasn't played tit for tat with the Premier of South Australia because no. now they're in lockdown for six days. He hasn't said, well, we're closing our borders, mm. which they did to us as soon mm. as we went into lockdown. I thought, well, do you know what? 
he's actually shown he's a bigger man here because he said, no, no, we're going to keep open. Mm. If there's an outbreak in Melbourne and because of that, then we will be stuck into him. But yeah. um, at the moment I thought, no, good on him. Mm. And even the New South Wales Premier, and they're trying to get these borders open, which is great. But obviously you've still got the Queensland Premier. I don't know. She can fit 52,000 people into a um, state 40. region. 40. 52 was, it was like 40,000. Sure. They, they had to keep it out at that, you know that will it holds Suncorp Stadium only holds 52. So they only sold 40,000. Oh, 40,000. Yeah, Sorry. but I was going to say that extra 12,000 people. You but know. still, yeah, I had friends so uh Tady who many people would know, mm-hmm. Michael Trainer and Casey went to the game last mm-hmm. night. Um they're up in the nosebleed section, but I saw their stories and I was like did you guys go? She's yeah. like, yeah, we got tickets through work. But it really did feel weird yeah, to be so close to people yeah. with so many people around. It oh, really felt it? odd. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's good not. result though. Oh, either way. You don't care, do I you? I care. I still slept. So <sighs> did, like, yeah. did you? Not a big fan. <sighs> we're, mass- we're a massive rugby yeah. league family. No, I just follow the storm a little bit and that's about it. So. Um, well, there was eight storm players in the worst Queensland Seen, side. Oh, well, no, there was two in New yeah, South Wales. Didn't he get player of the series, one of them? Cam Munster. Munster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, he was brilliant. Yeah. And I won. Didn't he get knocked out last game? Uh, no, he didn't get knocked out. He, oh, maybe it was a HIA. He lasted five minutes, but James Tedesco, same thing last night. And when that, that he went down, I went, oh, we're on here. Yeah, pretty good yeah. player, they reckon. Not, J- yeah. James Tedesco if is. If walked past me up the street, wouldn't know who he was. But <laughs> Oh, you probably would. Not really. They look a bit different no, not, to the mere mortals. Because well, anyway. he's got no necks. No. <laughs> But that's long. Rugby players not built like that anymore. Christian Welsh maybe still kind of attractive, but uh, but the likes of Ryan Pappenhausen, he's not built like. Do you know who I'm talking about? No, no you've got no idea. <laughs> okay, forget it. We won't go there. You know what? I need to get Dusty in to have a really good powwow. No, Dusty Lee from oh, the yeah, college. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, that might that might be a really good. Um, mm. Yeah, we might actually do that coming up to yeah. next season. So what else has been happening in our town? Uh, let's go to different code and talk about Collingwood oh, <laughs> no. getting bent over the boulder trade during trade period. They would have had the worst trade period in history. There's no doubt about it. They're going to have to reprint their calendars. They want to sack a few people in that uh, organisation. There's a culture problem there. It's dead set. There's something going on there. Well, I'm a, obviously a mad Collingwood supporter, but what they've done to Trelaw and Stevenson, oh, Stevenson to a lesser extent because – he was a naughty boy. Yeah, he's he's got issues. But yeah, issues. But um, but Trelaw, yeah, you got a guy that will bleed black and white for you. Mm. Yeah, taking pay cuts left, right, and centre, and backing in contracts and all that, and they still find a way to kick him out the door screaming. So I kind of I think that makes me think there is something else going on there. There's something that they've swept under the carpet. It sounds like a boys' club. If it does. If you're not in the boys' club, you're out. So yeah, at the moment anyway. But I'm hoping Trelaw goes to Western Bulldogs and wins in Brownlow. Like, um, mm. and, I hope, and he could. I hope he gets 40 touches against Collingwood. Mm. I think every Collingwood supporter would be happy to see that happen. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously my other occupation is SCN and obviously <laughs> <laughs> there's been some Collingwood supporters not happy ringing into there. And yeah. Have you had another chat? Have you called the boys back no, in and had another chat? they're on holidays. Oh, they've, right. gone, they've, gone, they've gone on holidays. So um, they've got, I think it's David King doing their show at the moment. Oh. So pretty ordinary. Wasn't he on Sports Day? Like on Hutchie's Yeah, yeah. Plus he does a bit on Fox Sports as well. Yeah, okay. Um, but he's pretty ordinary. He yeah. play a little bit, but not he's, a He's day. a filler. Yeah. Mm. But, mm. you yeah, know, um, Collingwood had the trade period from hell. So mm. um, Geelong went well. They picked up some handy players. Mm. They're gonna, they've got a window of about two years, I mm. reckon. And then them players are going to be past it. And if they haven't won a premiership in two years, they're going to probably be where Colton had been for the last five years. Well, so. I don't I, I don't know – 
that they will win a premiership in the next two years. I thought this year was their chance, to be honest. They, they threw it away. Oh, Dusty Well, they got – they. yeah, I was going to say they got beaten. No, well, Dusty Martin turned the game just before mm. half-time and then Geelong were never going to win it after that. No. Well, they didn't have the legs. I think mm. they're already too old. Mm. That's you know, right. Sal Woods and, and the Dangerfields of the world. And they're born in an Isaac Smith from Hawthorne that's 30-plus. Yeah, which is an odd move, yeah, I, I thought. Understand. Then they've let Cockatoo Collins go to Brisbane, who's only 25. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, you're going yeah, gonna to be in a bad situation two years if you don't win a grand mm. final. But obviously they topping up just to win that grand final. So, no. And I think Western Bulldogs were the other winner and um, St Kilda again. So mm. watch out for them teams next year. Yeah. Um, Probably like, still not going to get close to us, though, let's be honest. Unless Richmond get 10 injuries, I don't think anyone no. will at the moment. So, no. Um, but and we only lost one. We only lost Jack Higgins, who's yeah, a great but, little player. But, but again, he wasn't in your best 22 anyway. No, that's it. So. He's a great little player. He's a great little bloke, but couldn't get a game. Yeah. So you may as well go somewhere where you can get a game. With Richmond, I think they'll be good for another probably two years. And then after that, yeah, your, your Macintoshes and that will be getting into their mid-20s, mm. nearly 30, and they're thinking, well, probably two years left. Let's chase a bit of coin. We've got our three, four premierships, mm. a bit like Braden Ellis did. Mm. He um, you know, won two. Now yep. he's probably on seven, 800 at Gold Coast. Yeah. You know, retire in four or five years. He's got his premierships, got his money. Yep. Happy days. Yeah, so. happy days. I don't know. I've, we've got a fair bit of depth at Richmond, though, so. Have you? They're going to yeah. cut the list to about 40, yeah. 38. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Be interested to see where Seamus goes in the draft. Yeah, you know what? I did ask him if he wanted to come out and come on and have a chat. He doesn't want to until the draft's done. Yeah. And nah, then he said he will. Too. So, and yeah, yeah, I, yeah I said, oh, fair enough. Yeah, here in between maybe 20 and 30, which would be good. Yep. Uh, mm. Yeah. So Excellent. Yeah, it'd be good for him to stay in Victoria, but it would. But anyway, um, if Fremantle um, would have put their hands up, I don't think he'd have any issues mm. with going over there. Well, would, you, would you go to a, a stronger club like a Richmond or a West Coast and probably not get a game, or would you rather go to a North Melbourne where yeah, you know, okay, things are a bit rocky, but you might push your selection and get a few games this year? Yeah, it depends. I don't. I. If knowing Seamus not that well, but he is a team player, he's less about the the individual accolades, I would dare say um, you'd go somewhere, much like um, Thompson Dow, go to Richmond where the coaching staff and the culture really nurtures your development. And then, like Jack Higgins, if you can't break into that 22 after five years, they let you go somewhere else mm. where you can get a game. But that initial development and nurturing in your first few years in a club like Richmond, Hawthorne, mm. you know, somewhere like that, I think would be much better than going, oh, I want to play in my first year. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, oh, totally. Mm. But it would have been hard for anyone that wasn't uh, good enough to play in the AFL last year mm. because there was no VFL competition. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're playing these sh- shitty practice matches and, you know, hoping that they don't get injured. And then if someone got injured in the ones, they yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, there was no a fairy tale like a Marlon Pickett the year before. Mm. You know, it's, well, um, Thompson did get a game last year. That was good. Who? Thompson Dow from Swan Hill. Yeah, Paddy Pat- Dow's, Paddy Dow's younger brother. Yeah. And I mean, then there's you a. You can't n- even get a game with Carlton at the moment. No. So, I know, which or, is. Um, Lockie O'Brien as well from Majora. Yeah. Uh, they'd probably be looking for trades. Mm. Uh, but really, mm. at the end of the day, what's contracts worth? Yeah, you know, like. Yeah. Clubs try to hold players to contracts, and mm. then Trelaw's still got another five years on his contract, and they've they've asked him out the door. So. Donny, you and I both know that no. contracts are not worth the paper they're written on. Not even in local footy these no. days. No, dead set. You know, it how used is, to how be. How is training going? You? Oh well, they've had two sessions, I think. Oh, 
Wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> Tuesday, Thursday? Yeah, only yeah. two sessions. And the AGM was, all this comes out on Friday, so last night. Oh, good. Yeah. So good to see you keeping up with things. Haven't been for a run? No, no, no. <laughs> Corona's got me. I'm done. So. Corona's got you. Basketball, oh junior God. basketball started a couple weeks ago. That you was, coaching? No, I'm not. No, Noah's taken over from you. Yes. Yeah, right. Young fellow, good on him. Have a step up and have a crack, which yeah. is good. Oh, so, good on him. Yeah, yeah. no, um, try to sit back and not say nothing. It's hard. But um, but no, yeah, the kids like him. Actually. That's the good. Kids say he's got some good ideas. Yeah. Um, if it's, he- yeah, it's different playing outdoors, that's for sure, in the mm. basketball. It's hot, so, isn't it? Yeah, we've been playing. Oh, six o'clock hasn't been too bad. Yeah, but um, I think there's a policy rule of thirty-seven, thirty-eight. Yeah, or something. something like that. But yeah. the facility at St Mary's, how good is that? Have you uh, been there, the undercover one? <gasps> oh my goodness! What? I don't think there's any more games there anymore. Oh, isn't there? No. Uh, I think they're all down at the court. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, they're good, better courts than the outdoor ones here. But yeah. th- that facility at St Mary's School is. Phenomenal. Yeah, cashed it's up really good. There. Don't worry about that. <laughs> well, they're a Catholic school. <laughs> Actually, Peyton's got his transition day, his second one this week. So oh, he's going to St Mary's. He is going to St Mary's, yeah. and he's very excited. I think he's just so bored yeah. with preschool. But that's what you get when you're one of the older kids. Next year, then January, end of January. for me or for him? For you. <laughs> um, Peyton will just walk straight in. Take yeah. Care, so. but, well, I did say to him today, mate. I've got a few things on because we've got the NADOC. Um, ceremony over at K Square today and I said to him, mate, I'm going to drop you off. I'll walk you in. Do you need me to stay there or are you happy? He goes, I don't care. (laughs) Okay. Pick me up when it's time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So the town, town, the Bromley Road's looking much better with the lawn there. Mm. Looks good, doesn't it? It does. Mm. It does. I've got to admit, it does look good. Even Paul Dukes stopped me in um, at the Leisure Centre the other day on Monday after basketball and said that he hasn't been in town for seven or eight months yep. and he was really taken mm. when he drove over the bridge. And I thought the same thing. I went on for a run on Saturday yep. and came over the bridge. And on the New South Wales side, there's a few – in fact, there's a lot of weeds and stuff that mm. need to be dealt with um, and there's some emails that have gone out just saying, hey, can you trim these snakes and yep. stuff? But um, when I came back into Robinvale, I thought, geez, the ground's – Mm. crew are doing such a good job at the moment. No. It looks terrific. No, the lawn's really set it off. Mm. It has. Mm. Just, let's hope in this you know, hot weather coming up it doesn't die off. But mm. water's cheap. So yeah, I was going to say, we've got plenty of water, so it's fine. <laughs> it's gone up. Uh, Although they're watering the bitumen a bit, and I've never seen anything grow out of bitumen. But I think that's yeah. just the runoff of it anyway. Yeah. It's um, oh, there was something I was going to mention. Oh, I um, haven't seen you since uh, Luke's run. Congratulations. Oh, well yeah. yeah I didn't run it. Oh, <laughs> I don't need the congratulations. You want a good man, there's a better woman. Isn't it? Well, so, yes, that that is true. No, yes. you've done very, very well. So, he and did. there was a few other people that ran and Skip Rogers. Skip and Mark Zapp and yeah. Box Healy. Yes, yeah. yeah. I, I was he ran to, 21 as well. I was talking to Denise and I didn't realise he was into it. Yeah. And um, she said, no, he ran half marathon or whatever he did. And yeah. I was, oh, that's great. Yeah. I said, that's um, unbelievable. So, yeah, no, it was really good. Then brought the community together for a a half a morning and yeah. Did you get down and see the Shadow Rock boys? No, I didn't. Oh, what? Why? This is what I mean, Donnie. You're so hard to get hold of. Too busy. Uh, too Always busy. too busy. Too busy. Um, but yeah, no, it was good to see um, everyone got together. So what's Luke's next? Um, actually, plan? actually, we have got another plan. Um, I'm hoping to get Noel on board to help us with turning 42k 42k into a charity to support the mental health clinic and other okay, initiatives yeah. locally. Yep. Um, but we're going to do a 24-hour swimathon at the end of the season. You could get into that, although you'd sink. Logs can't. Swim. <laughs> yes, they can. I know I got a pool at home, and I still can't. Swim. <laughs> 
No, so we're going to do this 24 hour. It's only in this sort of um, incubation period at the moment, yeah. but. I took part in one last year in Swan Hill at the oh, yeah, Olympic yeah. pool there. What was that raising? That was for Chances for Children yes. and that was Ali Atkinson had organised that. So I'm going to get in touch with her. But the um, the basic premise is you get um, six teams together that have a lane each yep. and for a 24-hour period there's got to be one person at least in the lane at the same time. A bit like they do in Majora around the era ovals, don't they? Walk or run? Yeah, yeah, like the Relay for Life. Yeah, it's essentially so a Relay for yeah, Life yeah. in – the pool. Yep. Um, so yeah, that will be interesting. Hope we can. Is that good more. if we could get that charity up and going for this town? Yeah. So how would how would you how would you divvy up the money? Like how would it go to sick children that have to go away or yep. stuff like that? All all of they that have kind got of stuff. That, uh, Lucas Foundation in Majura. Yes, and we don't have. There's nothing mm. locally here, so. We had kind of discussed that this would be the pilot program, and yep. if it worked, which it did. Mm. Um, then we'd seriously consider starting a foundation or a charity yeah. that's Robin Vale based. So when there is someone like a tailor that needs a bit of support yeah. or when there is, um, you know, money that needs to go into even advertising maybe for a yeah. mental health professional or, um, you know, just support yeah. for things like that, um, yeah, they can right. come yeah. and say, you know, give us a proposal. We need 500 bucks or a thousand bucks or Things like that. Yeah. You know, I'll talk to Noel. He can do all the numbers yeah, no, and the, no, yeah. the process. Um, and hopefully, yeah. And I'm hoping because they are, um, the Costa boys were such big supporters of it, I'm hoping Southern Cross might jump on board as a partner. Yeah, they will. Um, yeah. And do some pro bono work, which ticks all the corporate boxes and stuff. So, so you, you mustn't know. sleep at night, Jay, thinking about stuff. I don't sleep a hell of a lot. Mm. <laughs> I sleep three well, or four hours a night. I'll tell fine. you what, you, know, you can't sleep. Come and jump on the track to do a bit of spray. And you know what, Donnie? I actually said to Luke the other day, I'm in the wrong business. Like it would be easier for me. I'd probably make more money yep. if I drove tractors for a few hours yep. a day and then concentrated on the council stuff and the charity stuff. During the afternoons. That's right. Yeah. yeah. But it's too hot to do when you get the farm anyway. Uh, yeah, but you're in an air-conditioned tractor. Yeah, but we, I at can the moment spray. we're doing a lot of, like, I think I started at 4, oh, 3.30, 4 o'clock this morning. Mm. So just because it's Just why be, you're looking so tired. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's going to be so – but that's been going for about two weeks now. So, mm-hmm. um, But, yeah, it's because it's hot now and we can't spray, obviously, when it's hot. So mm. you try to get up early mornings or late at night and do it. Mm. Um, yeah, and then you just got water, water going for the rest of the day and – Hopefully, hopefully we get to pick. It's, I'm a little bit concerned this year. Yeah, Fred was saying that, that it's like getting dressed up for a formal but you don't know where, whether you're actually invited or not. 100% this year. Really? Because obviously there's a lot of uncertainty at the moment. Mm. Markets and um, the weather, obviously, you know, we haven't had much rain this month. Mm. Uh, I think it's been hit and miss. A lot of other places have had the rain, especially was a week ago when those storms come through. I think Swan Hill had about 17 yeah. minutes, 15 minutes. and We got nothing. Mm. We had nothing, and all day we were watching the radar because there was there was ice coming down as well in some places. Oh. Um, I think Christian Gorman might have got a bit out in his harvest. Mm. Lisa did post something on Facebook, and at that time here, if we we get a hailstorm come through now, we're buggered. So. Yeah, and plus with the you know just some varieties of and not going as well as what we wanted. Really? Yeah, just just things that out of our control with weather and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, okay. And, yeah, it's just a lot of uncertainties at the moment. So we just. Um, so you did say you'd had your audits for China and Korea, yeah, though. That's a good my, sign. You still have to go through for JD. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, Korea, Korea will be fine. Yeah, um, China. China's just the uncertainty. And look, forty-seven percent of table grapes exported out of this area went to China last year. Yeah. So you know we're going to have to. It's a big market. Oh, it's it's huge. And look, 
me personally, I don't send much fruit to China or hardly mm. any. But I know that if China doesn't open or opens very limited, mm. those markets that I send to are going to be inundated with other grapes from mm. other exporters and other people. So it's obviously going to affect price. Mm. So we need every every market open mm. and um, we need everyone to grow good quality fruit. Yeah. And if we can grow good quality fruit and have the markets, what happens with the heavens is it's out of our control. We yeah. put the covers on when, when it's time and it's all we can do. Mm. Um, we've been blessed the last three or four years. It's been dry. Okay, we've paid through the nose with water. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's been great years for us. We've mm. all done well. But this year might might sort the boys from the men, I think. Mm. So, um, That's a cycle, though, with with farming, mm. really, isn't it? Oh, like, 100%. it goes in cycles. Well, look at the poor, poor dryland farmers. They've been screaming for rain mm. two months ago. Mm. They don't get it just mm. to finish their crops off, and now they're copping it when they don't need it. That's right. So, yeah, it's just – yeah. look, I love what I do. I mm. wouldn't do anything else, but, jeez, oh, you know. Mum actually said to me today, she reckons you got to stop stressing. Yeah. But you do have to stop stressing. The thing was, I couldn't have me two weeks off to go on a holiday this year. Well, that, and you know so what? I haven't that's had a break. That's so, so important. Oh, 100%. Like, I think people undervalue yep. having a holiday. 100%. And we should absolutely. Well, the Victorian government's come out today. Have you seen this? The $200 for 120,000 people to go on a holiday to incentivize them. I've seen that um, New, South Wales, New South Wales government gave $100 gift vouchers. Yeah. People yesterday. So Victoria are doing two hundred dollars um, to holiday in Victoria this year. But how do you classify for that, Joe? I don't know. I haven't read the. I haven't read the I've article on done it some on power bills also. But mm. we can't. Get that. Yeah, and that's the same thing. I haven't been able because I'm a sole trader. Don't exactly. employ anyone. I haven't been able to get a single cent. And like I said to Luke, you know, my business has hemorrhaged money this year. Exactly. Yeah. So luckily, I don't have a huge amount of overheads. It's just keeping everyone's yeah. stuff ticking over. And that's why you haven't paid my invoices in. What invoices? <laughs> no, we're actually having a Vale podcast Christmas party. Oh, we'll talk cool. about that off air right. later. So you'll get but, something back. But yeah, going back to that, we, we obviously got one full-time employee, my nephew James, mm. and we have got some stuff back off the government. Yeah. Um, he's an apprentice, isn't he? Yeah, he's doing an apprentice at the moment. He's so like, an apprentice in what? Uh, horticulture. Okay. So, so you can do be an apprentice horticulture technician yeah, or what is it? Whatever you want to major in. Okay. <laughs> Welding or um, – all I know is they get one month every Friday to go to TAFE. Yeah, okay. Um, there's two or three guys in Runvale doing it. And yep. a bloke comes from Jura and they, um, they've got to do modules. Yep. So one might be on irrigation, one might be on spraying, blah, blah, blah. So I think there's about 20 or 15 or 20 modules they have to complete in a year. Yeah, okay. Um, I'm just wondering what qualification they finish with. Would be because you know when you do an apprenticeship, you either end up a sparky, a builder, mm. a hairdresser, or a mechanic. Uh, or I don't you know. know. I don't know what it classifies is, but all I know is I'll get. Money. Carmel does the paperwork. Then I'll, I'll, I'll get money back on him. So uh, because he's doing that, we get uh, actually it's been good. Uh, good. Um, the last three quarters, we've got half of his wage back. Oh wow! So yeah, whatever he's grossed in that quarter, we get half of that back. Geez, that's good, isn't it? So that's been great. Again, Noel, Noel done all that. Yeah. And because he's a full-time employee, in the last two quarters, I think it's been, we got an extra $10,000 back on our GST. Wow. So that's helped out. Yeah. Um, so that anyone that's got full-time employees yeah. could apply for that. Or, yeah, even um, apprentice. Like, there's a, a lot yeah. of incentives well, to do. to keep people in work, obviously. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, look, he, he's doing that. He, he loves it. Um, mm. He done – obviously he started it last year when he was at school. So yep. he'd done one day a week with us, which is a Friday, yep. and the rest of the time at school. So he was keeping him at school yep. um, to learn. And then he'd come back onto the farm 
this year full time in January. So, yeah, okay. And yeah, he's doing this TAFE course. So. Yeah, right. So say a kid that's not really interested in school, yeah. but loves a farm. Yeah. If he goes to say year ten or eleven, they yeah. can put him on these sort of schemes and mm. keep him at school. Mary and Leslie's really strong on it. Because yeah. She keeps him at school for four days a week, but then they get that one day to go and do what yeah. they love. So she's yeah. been great. And she's all over the oh, school based apprenticeship, the VCAL, yeah. the vet, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, she's she's great. She is yeah, great. She's great. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I was watching a video yesterday. Do you remember Taylor Dane from the eighties? Taylor Dane. She was a singer. Name rings a bell. Oh, my God. I'll show you your video. I looked. I was looking at this film clip that Sam had put on Facebook yesterday. I went, my God, Taylor Dane looks like Marianne Leslie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> back in the 80s. Yeah, back in the 80s. <laughs> anyway, no, she's very good at what at what she does. Uh, the other, so. other thing, just to remind our mm-hmm. listeners, is the border comes down on the 23rd. Thank so God. you won't need your permits. Unless something drastic happens between now and then, but I think we're pretty well, safe. Well, yeah, let's hope so. Yeah. Hey, you I know think what? They're sick of it too, the lads. Oh, the, yeah. yeah. These days are 39 to 40 are getting yeah. Them, so Yeah, I think they're well and truly over it. And that's, you know, that's so, part and parcel look, of the job. They've, done, they've, they've been fantastic, actually. Like, mm. I've had one bad experience, but that was about it. Really? What did you do? Oh, no, it goes go back a while ago now. Um, me and James were going to a farm in Trentham in mm-hmm. New South Wales there and same border passes, just different names and I got a Defence Force guy on yeah. my side. I was driving and, yep, no worries, check me licence. Yeah. James got a policeman mm-hmm. and, oh, no, you got the wrong permit. What do you mean, mate? Exactly the same permits. Oh, no, no, his is wrong. It's the same permit. So you pulled to the side. 55 minutes later, we're still sitting there. So I got out of the ute, went over to their tent they just about drew the gun and said, hey, you know, you know come here, it's protected space, get back oh, in you, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And I said, well, mate, I've got people waiting at my farm. Yeah. What's going on here? Oh, no, 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 you've got the wrong permit. When we're ready, we'll come and sort it out. <gasps> so, and then another another policeman pulled another car over, uh, I think they were workers, and he was going through their permits, and he walked past my ute and said, are you still here? I said, mate, yeah, 55 minutes later to an hour. And he goes, oh, I'll go back and sort it out. 20 minutes later, this cop that, Originally said we had the wrong permit. Come back and said, "Oh no, you got the right permit. Have a good day." <gasps> I said, "Well, where's my apology? I did nothing wrong. No worries, mate. What do you do? Put it in. Wow. Put it in drive and drive off. And yeah. So that was the only bad experience we had. But otherwise, Gee whizzer. I've got to go sort out my new phone. I have a new iPhone what, 12. One long time ago. Oh, I got one 12 months ago, but there's an iPhone 12 out and Carrie Ann had one, so I got one. Oh, it's been a pleasure. I might come in and join you before Christmas. That'd be nice. Well, we are having a Christmas party for, like, people that have contributed. I'll only get invited if Charlie can't come. Oh, don't give it. Oh, God. Who... Just jokes. Jesus Christ. No, it's been good. Right, Johnny, you're going to come in next week? What's next week? I don't know. I haven't organised anything yet. Yeah, what's it next Wednesday? <laughs> That's probably a fair point. Uh, we'll wait and see. Righto. See ya. Enjoy your week. Bye. Again, if you're a Vale VIP, a very important patron, you can hear the full and unedited conversations with Donnie and Fred in your Patreon feed now. Sign up for as little as $5 USD per month at patreon.com forward slash the Vale podcast. Links are on the website and in the show notes. It helps us keep this podcast going and to cover the cost of website and hosting costs and all of the other costs that are incurred with running a professional podcast such as this. Thanks to our sponsors, Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone, whose furniture catalogue is out now and who also have the new iPhone 12, iPhone 12 Pro and Pro Max in stock with up to 512 gig of storage and the best camera on an iPhone yet. 
If you need a lay down after that episode of The Veil, find a new couch, mattress or bed at Robin Vale Appliances and Furniture Zone.